Welcome to Sundays with Sandy, a new segment on Last First Date Radio, where we believe it is never too late to go on your last first date. I'm your host, Sandy Weiner. I'm a dating and relationship coach, a communications and boundaries expert, and I want you to go on your last first date. What if you could have a creative way to help you through your breakup? After a breakup, I recommend that you spend some time doing a postmortem thinking about all the aspects of your relationship so you can process it and move on with some wisdom. Some questions to ask yourself are exactly what went wrong in this relationship? When did I first notice this problem? Did I communicate how I felt when the problem first arose? Did I speak up about other issues throughout the relationship? Did I sometimes stuff my feelings to keep the peace? Did I ignore red flags? And if so, what were they? And finally, did I break up in the most dignified and caring way possible? The key is to learn from your relationships so you can do better next time. One of the best ways to process a breakup is by getting all those thoughts out of your head and into a letter to your ex. I don't want you to send that letter. This is just for you to process. Here is the structure of your dear ex letter. Number one, what attracted you to this person? Number two, What did you learn from him and the relationship? Number three, what did you learn about yourself in the relationship? And number four, what will you do differently next time? I'm going to read an example of a Dear Ex letter that I wrote many years ago when I ended a relationship. Dear Ex, for two years I had been going on first and second dates with men that I didn't connect with for one reason or another. And then I met you. From the very first phone conversation, we clicked. We understood each other, and it felt like I was home with you. You made me think and laugh, a rare combination. I liked your warmth and compassion, your creativity, and your zest for life. On our first date, we talked nonstop until the restaurant closed, and then we continued talking over tea at another restaurant. We were both excited for our next date. As the relationship progressed, I looked forward to our evening calls, talking late into the night about books we read and movies we had seen, about our kids and our work and anything we were thinking about. After a month, I knew I wanted to be exclusive with you, to focus on only getting to know you. This was the very first time I ever asked a man to be exclusive. That's how much potential I saw in us. There were also some red flags that showed up early on. I thought they were minor. You told me you were dealing with them. That's why I continued to date you. Here are some red flags that showed up at the beginning. Number one, you smoked and I had never dated a smoker before, but they were e-cigarettes, they were vapes, and the flavored nicotine actually smelled good, it didn't bother me, and you also promised me that you were trying to quit and you would be reducing the amount of nicotine over time, and that made it less of a deal breaker for me. Number two, you had credit card debt. You revealed that you had credit card debt of over $30,000. But when you explained that it was to pay lawyers to help you regain custody of your little girl, my heart went out to you. I wanted you to get your daughter back. I wanted you to reconnect with her. And you promised you were working on paying it down. And I believed you. Number three, your car was falling apart and you were not fixing it. I felt unsafe driving in your car. You told me you were going to take care of it, 
but it was going to cost a lot of money and you didn't have the funds, so the car remained a hazard throughout our relationship. Why did I date you in spite of these red flags? I cared about you. I loved spending time with you. We laughed together. We shared many common values. And I believed you when you told me you were taking care of all the red flag issues. So I gave you the benefit of the doubt. Over the next few months, I noticed, number one, you were not following through on your promises to quit smoking, pay down your debt, or get your car fixed. Number two, you were spending money recklessly on expensive items of clothing that you did not need but not on the important things like paying down your debt and getting your car repaired. Number three, you were planning expensive trips that we were gonna to take together and you wanted to buy tickets to expensive concerts, but you didn't have a pot to piss in. I told you how upset I felt when you didn't follow through on your promises. It eroded my trust in you. You promised you would take care of everything and then you got defensive. You asked, how can you expect me to make major changes in such a short time? I didn't expect you to solve all your problems in the four months that we were together. What I did expect was that you were going to make steps towards resolving these issues. Small changes lead to big changes. No change leads to stagnation. I could not be in a relationship with a man who lacked the incentive to change and grow, somebody who made false promises and procrastinated. The final straw came when my father suddenly died and you texted me how sorry you were. You texted me the morning of the funeral telling me you would be thinking of me. And then you texted again at the end of the day asking how I was doing. I picked up the phone and called you. Where were you? I asked. I wanted you to be there for me. Not text, but call, show up at the funeral, come to my house for Shiva. You were very apologetic. You showed up the next night at the Shiva with a lovely cake. I appreciated that. A few days later, you came and spent the last day of Shiva with me. When my visitors left and we were all alone, you started talking about your own struggles, about something that was going on for you and how hard it was for you. My father had just died. This was my time. I didn't have the bandwidth to hear about your sadness and it felt needy and insensitive to me. By then I had lost respect for you and the relationship was over for me. I couldn't be with somebody who didn't follow through on promises and wasn't sensitive to my needs at the most challenging times of my life. I invited you out to dinner to break up with you in person and with dignity. And when I kindly expressed that I really cared about you but that I couldn't date you anymore, you got mean and vengeful, sarcastic and ugly. I paid for dinner and I couldn't wait to get home. I learned a few important things from you and for that I want to thank you. I learned to pay closer attention to red flags. While I'm glad I gave you a chance and I didn't immediately write you off for the warning signs that I noticed at first, I should have left sooner. If someone says they're working on their stuff and there's no follow through, I'm out. Thank you for reinforcing my belief in the possibility of finding a deep connection with a man. Having met you, I know there's someone out there who has your wonderful qualities without the red flags. I hope you either find someone who will love you as you are, or you will find the strength to work through these big issues. Warmly, Sandy. I hope that writing a letter like this helps you to recover from a breakup and to let go of somebody who might be lingering in your thoughts, that person who might have gotten away but is really not right for you. It can be really healing to write everything down. You might even want to burn the letter when you're done 
or you might save it to check the next time when you're in a relationship so you don't repeat the same patterns. If you are ready to get unstuck, gain new tools, become more empowered, and finally find your last first date, I'd love to talk to you. Fill out an application to be considered for a complimentary half-hour love breakthrough session at lastfirstdate.com forward slash application. That's lastfirstdate.com forward slash application. I look forward to talking to you soon.